It's summertime in Northwest Arkansas in the River Valley, and that means for our local high schools, sports uh, and athletes are on a two-week break. But that does not mean our sports staff here at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette won't be bringing you plenty of content about local high school athletes. Hello, my name is Rusty Turner. I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and this is the Know the News podcast. Several times a year, we, uh, we take some time in our newspaper to honor local athletes in different sports uh, and their coaches uh, and teams. And uh, this weekend, we've got, we've got our all, we're gonna start our all area teams for the local sports of softball, baseball, soccer, and uh, track for both uh, boys and girls. Today with us on Know the News is Chip Souza, our sports editor, who's gonna tell us all about it. Hi, Chip. Glad to be here, Rusty. So you're on a two-week break. This is what they call the dead period. The dead period. Yeah. So no, no off-season practice. No seven-on-seven. Seven, no nope. nothing going on right now. None of that. They uh, they've been going, you know, kind of full blast ever since school let out with team camps and seven-on-sevens and uh, AAU basketball and volleyball and all that. And so this gives the, the kids a little two-week break to swim and and uh, you know do what they want to do and kind of thing before they come back and. Uh, when we come back, it's always interesting. When we come back out of the dead period, it's going to be uh, like the second week of July, and uh, the shallow Christian seven-on-seven seven tournament is always right about that time. And for so the guys in the sports department, this is always our signal that okay, we got about two weeks, and then and then it's going to be you know back on again. And, and the new essentially the new school year will, will launch you know August first. Right, and uh, we'll start with football practice. Yeah. For all the local high schools, volleyball, uh, cross country, yes, all uh, that. golf, all, all the all the fall sports. But yep. we're not quite done with the summer sport, nope. the spring and summer we're sports. We're not. We're not. So uh, so what do we got got in store for our readers this weekend when it comes to our all area teams? So we will recognize uh, top athletes and players um, in uh, in all the spring sports. You know, soccer, softball, baseball, track and field. Uh, we'll start this Sunday, which will be July the 3rd, I yep. believe that's correct, um, with girls soccer. It'll be girls soccer, boys soccer, girls track, boys track, softball, baseball in that order. So we'll go from Sunday to, I believe, whatever the next six days are. I think it will wrap up on Thursday, and it'll be a different sport every day. And something else we're doing a little bit uh, this year, too, we, didn't, we haven't done in the past. Um, our area coaches and players really like the statistical packages that we put together every Sunday during the spring season for baseball and that kind of thing. So we waited uh, to run the final stats until this weekend when we start with these all area teams. And so we will run the final statistical leaders for baseball, softball, track and field okay. as well with these packages. So um, coaches and kids really like that. All right. And, and before we get started talking about the packages, uh, how are the? What's the selection process for the uh, for the athletes and the coaches that you recognize with these teams? What we start doing is toward the end of the season, uh, usually right before the state tournament or state you know state tournament, state meet, state net, whatever their state level is, uh, we will send out a mass email to the coaches of those sports, and we will say, okay, you know, we're starting to, to gather data um, for you know our selections for the all area. Who have you seen on your team and or other teams? Um, that you would recommend that they need to have a spot on this team. So we use that criteria. We also look at the all-state list that's selected by the Arkansas Activity Association and coaches across the state. So we use both of those. And we what we do that's a little bit different is uh, we base our selections on the whole body of work, not just how they do at a state competition or how they would do at a state meet or a meet of champions. Um, we do it based on the whole body of work. So 
Um, you might have a player at a school that doesn't fare that well in postseason, but he batted 568 and hit you know eight or nine home runs. That kid would deserve to be you know on one of these teams, and, and we want to make sure that you know that all kids get a fair shot, regardless of if their team wins a state championship or you know gets knocked out at the regional level. And in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, all area teams they encompass. The twelve, uh, the twelve counties in our coverage area, and they are. I'm going to try to do this without any hint. Oh, uh, Benton, Washington, Crawford, Sebastian, Carroll, Madison, Franklin, Johnson, Logan, Scott, Boone, and Newton counties. See, I could not have done that. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's that's twenty years of practice, right? See, there. I so, keep track of it by how many schools, and this it seems to be growing every yeah. year with new schools and charter schools popping up. The last count. If I'm correct about this, is 74 high schools. Wow, yeah, 74 high schools. All right, and that's just 12 counties in Arkansas. That's just the 12 counties. Yes. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, let's talk a little bit about our um, our all area soccer teams. I'm going to start with the girls, uh, Rusty. Um, the Bentonville West girls won their first state championship. If you remember, you old old guys like us, you remember the Houston Oilers back in the late 70s when they were couldn't beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and their coach Bump Phillips said. You know, last year we knocked on the door and yada yada, and next year we're going to kick it and whatever. Well, yeah. Bentonville West was kind of the same thing this year. Their girls uh, had knocked on the door of the state championship. They had made it to a state championship, lost a close game. Well, this year they got over the hump. They won their first state championship. And what's really interesting about this team is that their coach, Kerry Castillo, and we've talked about this on our Fair Friday podcast, this coach was really in a dire health situation for COVID just a couple of years ago, and it was really touch and go for him. And he... Um, we'll talk about that openly, and he um, gets emotional talking about it because he, he, for a little while, for a few days there, didn't know if he'd ever do this again. Um, and so what a great uh, thing for him. He was able to overcome that and, and come back from it and, uh, and now uh, got his girls program uh, to an elite level, and they you know, won a state championship uh, to get it done. All right, and I'm assuming then Kerry's your coach of the year. He's our coach of the year, and then our girls' player of the year is Tiana Jones of Bentonville West, and she led them to a championship, beat Fayetteville, two-time defending state champion Fayetteville. Um, and so, what a great year for Bentonville West. Yeah. For any, and uh, any other uh, any of the other girls' soccer players you want to mention? Um, I, I mean, I kind of kind of keep it under wraps, but yeah. but we had soccer. Girl, our girls' soccer is always very very good. Our soccer as a whole is very good in Northwest Arkansas. But always Bentonville, always Fayetteville. Usually Rogers is in that mix, and now Bentonville West is in that mix. So as, you know that's going to be great soccer competition at, at that you know the highest classification. Um, you know just it's just we're just that's something we're very very good at. So if you want to know the rest of the players, you'll have to uh, have to check us out right. on, uh, in our in our weekend editions. We, of the we can't just give it all away. Yeah, we're not going to give it all away. <laughs> You're exactly right. So how about boys soccer? So you're familiar with the, the this series, TV series Ted Lasso. Yes. Ted Lasso was a successful football coach who gets hired to go coach a professional soccer program in England somewhere, and he doesn't know a thing about soccer at all. But he's game for it, and he goes over and then whatever. Well, uh, Farmington has their kind of their own Ted Lasso <laughs> um, in Josh Fonville, who is a quarterback's coach on the football team. He was not the boys' soccer coach, but the boys' soccer coach had stepped aside. They needed a soccer coach. They tapped him on the shoulder, said, hey, we need you to be the soccer coach. And not only did he come over and become the soccer coach, but he won a state championship. That's amazing. So, did, had he played soccer? Was he familiar with the game? Had a little bit of familiarity, but when you have Mateo Carbonell on your team like he did, <laughs> um, it's kind of like just get out of the way. You know, Just make sure you get the bus to where it's supposed to go, and, and Mateo can do the rest. 
Uh, Mateo Carbonell, of course, is, he's our player of the year on the boys' side, led them to the state championship. He was also, that name might be familiar for basketball, uh, he was one of those players. Uh, Rusty, and you've, been, you've covered sports in the past, and you know finding high school athletes, and particularly their parents, who want to embrace a role as not the leading scorer, but the guy who does the dirty work, who gets the rebounds, who, who bodies up the biggest guy, those kids are hard to find, and those, it's hard to get kids to do it because parents don't want them to be able to be the lead scorer. You know? right. But Mateo Carbonell told Coach Johnny Taylor in basketball, I will do whatever you need me to do, and he did. And so a lot of people might recognize his name for that, and he's a senior. And let me tell you, the soccer team's going to miss him. The basketball team at Farmington is going to miss him as well. All right, so that 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 sounds like a a, a fun story with with Ted Lasso and uh, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, and you know when we have a great player, uh, great players make great coaches. Yes, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. all about the Jimmys and Jobs. That's right, yeah, absolutely. That's right. So that's our soccer. Again, we're gonna, we'll lead off our, our packages with soccer, with the girls' soccer and the boys' soccer, and the complete teams will be uh, along with these players uh, of the year, coaches of the year, some newcomers of the year, that kind of. All right. Uh, we'll move over to track and field. Um, a lot. This name uh, will be familiar with a lot of Arkansas Razorback fans, football fans. Isaiah Satania. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a young man who, uh, of course, has a track background because his father was a track coach mm-hmm. in college. Um, last football season, I'm going back to the 2020 football season. He was injured toward the end of the season. I believe it was against Springdale Harbor. He had a very serious ankle injury that he never ever could get over for the rest of that school year. He was nagged by it, and he did not get to compete in track like he wanted to. He ran a few meets, but he was kind of gimpy on it, that kind of thing. This was when he was a junior. This was when he was a junior. 2021. Right, 2021. So he, when he committed to Arkansas um, to play football, to play football uh, as one of the four-star wide receiver, one of the best in the country, um, he uh, had told uh, Coach Pittman, I'm going to sign, but I'm not going to enroll early. He could have. Could have been rolled early, but he said, I've got unfinished business in high school track that I want to take care of before I go to college. Um, and so that's what he did. And uh, he had a, a, a terrific track season. It was not uncommon for him to get four, four first places in every meet that he was in. And what are, what are his He's a hundred. He ran off sprints, the 100, the 200, the 400, and also runs the hurdles. Wow. Uh, he could do any of it. He could yeah. probably do any. He'd probably be a great athlete if, if that's what he focused on. But right. He, just gonna be a football player too. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that was that was I thought on his part, uh, what a, what a terrific thing to do um, for Fayetteville High School, um, and to kind of put his football career, which I think is going to be a good career for him, uh, kind of put it in perspective and said, I'll be there in June. Right now, I want to do this. One of the things he did this year, um, and uh, you know anybody who's followed sports in Arkansas for any amount of time has heard the name Basile Shabazz. Everybody's heard that name probably one of the best all-around athletes this state's ever produced. He had a long jump record that had stood for 30 years um, in the state, and Isaiah broke that record. Uh, not only broke it, but broke it by about six inches, which in track terms, he shattered yeah, the state record. That's a big, yeah, that's a big jump. 24, five, and three-quarter jump. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I could jump four times and not get that far. <laughs> so. uh, he's our, he's our, the way we do our track, we do a, a runner of the, of the year and an athlete of the year. And the athlete is usually one who participates in multiple events, which is what Isaiah does. Um, so he's our athlete of the year, and Patrick Elliott of Pea Ridge is our boys runner of the year. So congratulations to them, and then we'll have uh, some other honorees in there as well. 
Um, so the, the track uh, will come after softball this week. Um, on the girls' side, uh, Anna Woolsey of Ozark, we, she was a, a, a strong competitor in a lot of different events. Uh, also in the heptathlon, was a strong competitor and was one of the top finishers in the heptathlon. And she is our girls' runner of the year, our athlete of the year, won the heptathlon, and that is Kasaya Bemis of Fayetteville. Uh, good story there. She had wanted to compete in the heptathlon for the past two as a sophomore, COVID, locked yeah. it out. Yeah. As a junior, she had an injury, could not could not participate. So this year, she said, I'm a senior. I will do everything I can to get out there and compete in the heptathlon. She did, and she won it. And she won it by winning her specialty, the 800, by a wide margin, which gave her enough points to win the overall heptathlon. And for those who, who don't follow track, it's a that's an event where uh, where the points are awarded for your performance in seven different events. Correct. Correct. It's uh, that is uh, one thing about it. If you know people say, well, this so and so is the the best athlete, or this one's the best. So what the heptathlon proves. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Right. There's no doubt who the best athlete and, is. And it's a combination of running events and field events and, and jumping. Yeah, yeah, and some throws. Yeah. So uh, she yeah. she was uh, she, she's not as big as a minute. She's a little small thing, but man, she she tore it up in the heptathlon. So, right. so that gets us over to softball, and, and uh, again this year, uh, Bentonville um, was the team to beat. They won their fifth state championship in the last six years. Um, they had three losses on the season. Those were all to Benton, which finished as high as number six in the nation in some national polls, including Scorebook Live. Uh, Benton was a very, very good team. Those were the only three losses that Bentonville had all in close games, including the last one, which is a two-to-one game. Uh, but Bentonville had a great season, and overall, our girls softball rushed. I'm so excited about that, um, and I cover. I'm I'm like the chairman of softball for for the <laughs> Democrat Gazette. Well, the way we do our spring sports is every one of my reporters has a has a sport that they focus on as their as their sport because there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, Henry Apple focuses on baseball and track. Rick Byers does soccer, boys and girls, and I do the softball. So I have a chance to see a lot of good softball players, and uh, there's not many out there better than Casey Wood of Bentonville. She's our player of the year. She is verbally committed to go to Arkansas, and she will not only get to Arkansas, she's a junior, not only will she get to Arkansas, she will be an outstanding player for, for, for Courtney Doppel. Um, she gives them a dimension. Uh, I likened her play on the field to, if you followed the Arkansas softball team in the Super Regional, Janae Jefferson, for Texas, that second baseman who impacts the game in so oh many ways. Yes. This is what Casey Wood brings will bring to Arkansas softball. She is an elite base stealer. Um, she's a gap a gap to gap hitter. Um, she is she will do whatever it takes to to get from home plate back to home plate. <laughs> whatever <laughs> it takes. And uh, she's a terrific defender. Um, I covered a game earlier this spring against Rogers, in which she almost, from third base, caught a pop-up foul ball right behind home plate wow. on a ball that didn't get 10 feet off the ground. And she that's the kind of savvy that she has. And uh, what a tremendous player she's going to be. she got another year to go yeah. uh, before she gets there. Uh, Coach of the year um, is Kent Early of Bentonville. Um, again, five state championships um, in the past six years. It's a great job there. And our newcomer of the year, this was the hardest selection, I think, that I've had to make on any of our all-area teams because we had about four girls that could have, could have gotten this award. But Brinkley Morton of Lincoln, uh, she came on as a freshman. This is what she did this year. She batted 571, 18 home runs, 65 RBIs, and she scored 63 runs. And this is in high school softball, 63 runs. Oh, 
By the way, she was also 21 and four as a pitcher and had 289 strikeouts and a 1.503 ERA. Wow. And she's a freshman. And she's a freshman. Goodness gracious. (laughs) So that's why I'm excited about softball because not only was Brinkley terrific for Lincoln, but she was not the only freshman. We had several other freshmen, including Mackenzie Freeman down in Hackett. Uh, She is a six-foot freshman who threw five perfect games this year and another no-hitter. So six times no-hitter, five of those perfect games this year. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing, yeah, yeah. So lots and lots of good softball. And then that brings us down to uh, baseball. Um, Harrison was a team that kind of came a little bit of out of nowhere. When you think of class 4A teams, you normally think of Shallow Christian or Farmington. Those have been teams that have been you know right there in the thick of you know, deep playoff runs, close to state championships. Shallow has won state championships. But this year it was Harrison. They kind of came from out of nowhere, and they got hot at the right time. And, you know, Rusty, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. That's right. And they finished strong, and they uh, they were one of those teams. Their pitching was either on or it was off, and there was no in-between. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had some games this year that were 17-11, to 11, and they had some games that were 3-1. to one. Well, in the state championship game, um, it was one of those, our pitching's not on. They scored seven runs, like, in the first two innings, and then gave up all seven again. <laughs> Gave them all back. I gave them all back, and they end up having to go to nine innings, but they won the state championship um, in Class 4A, and, and uh, Dylan Block, um, who was also a great football player for Harrison, he's our player of the year and the coach of the year, of course, is Matt Rodden of Harrison. This is, I think, second year, maybe third year in leading the program, and, and uh, uh, you know, just what a good story. They, they just turned it on late and got it done. Uh, you, you talked about a lot of great softball around here. There's a lot of great baseball around here. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And, uh, and our baseball team is filled with it. And, uh, you know, we talk about uh, the job that Van Buren and, and Luke Weatherford, people who follow Arkansas baseball, might know that name as a former player. Um, he was also assistant coach under David Lloyd at Van Buren. And Luke Weatherford came in, and he won a state championship his first year, last year, this year, with the whole team depleted, only a couple of guys back, and took them back to a state championship. They came up short, but they, they, they gave up six or seven runs in the first two innings and almost came back from it. They ended up losing, I think it was like 10 to 6, something like that, in the state championship game. But uh, lots of good players. Uh, Harbor, uh, Bentonville, what a terrific story Bentonville was. A team that had to go down to the final game of the regular season before they even could get in and then get that final spot in the state tournament from 6A. And then they made it all the way to the state championship game. Yeah. You also have the great story in Rogers with the defending champion, oh, Rogers yeah. Mounties. Uh, Somehow I knew you were going to bring yeah, that up. Yeah. Look, uh, with. <laughs> You know, losing on uh, on on consecutive walk off yeah. home runs uh, in the end of the regular season and then in the state tournament games. Yeah, uh, to their to their arch rival heritage. Heritage, yeah, uh, a team that a program that has really really come on. That's really, right. Brian Brian's done a great job there. Brian Walker, the former you know catcher, Arkansas's done a great job of, of building that program up in a short in a short amount yeah. of time. And that was a program that was really good for a while, and it's had had its Rogers heritage. Had its struggles for a few years, right. and it's it's nice to see them uh, we, uh, competitive. Again. We talked about this a lot in our podcast this year that Six A West was going to be so fun for us to watch. Now the coaches didn't think it was that fun, probably, <laughs> but for us yeah. it was a lot of fun. And we had so many games. You mentioned the Rogers games, but Harbor had the same kind of you know season, and just mm-hmm. you know, and, and the two teams that did not make the playoffs in that conference, Fayetteville and Springdale, were both very good and very solid teams. 
how strange is it, if you know the history of high school baseball in, in Arkansas, how strange is it to hear that Fayetteville didn't make the state tournament? Yeah, it's first it's, time it's, a long time. It's a, it's a dynasty-type program over the years. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. Um, and it's still just going to continue to get good. Uh, these All the 6A West you know, schools that have good coaches, uh, lots, a lot of them with former Razorback you know, connections there. Um, and they, you know, just it's they're just fun. Like I said, the coaches may not love it as much as we do, but but, yeah. uh, but we had some really great games. Yeah, it's good for our readers too because they're great games, fun games to cover. And yes, just tell you, tell you. Yeah, about. yeah. All right. Well, Chip, again, remind us. Uh, this package starts on uh, this weekend. It starts on Sunday, July the third, uh, with the girls' soccer, and it'll be every day for the next six days. Um, after that, we will highlight all of these. Got some good photos. Um, good stories and things like that, yeah. and, uh, and then again those statistics uh, that, yeah. that the coaches and players love to see. So beginning July 3rd and for six consecutive days you can find those packages in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette or find the content online at nwaonline.com. Uh, you, you can see every day's newspaper on our, on our smartphone and tablet apps if you're a subscriber. So Chip, one more thing before we go. After that two-week break, things are going to kick back up. Uh, you want to talk real quickly about our media days when uh, when we kick off football here in in just a few weeks. We will. Uh, we'll come back out of the uh, out of the uh, the dead period, um, and we we'll, like I said, we will earlier we will have the Shallow Christian Seven on Seven. It's called the Southwesty League. So we have that coming up, and then we'll have media days. Uh, we have one. Um, I believe I'm not I'm not looking at the calendar. But I believe it's August the second. Uh, we'll be down in the River Valley and uh, down at Hunts Park down there. They, the uh, Boys and Girls Club of, of uh, Fort Smith has been so gracious to let us use that beautiful park that's completely renovated about three years ago. And we're able to go down there and bring in all of the schools in the River Valley from Lamar to Waldron to Van Buren and the whole, you know, all the Fort Smith schools and Greenwood and all that come in and, and we uh, make a big day of it. We take a lot of photos and get our interviews done and we'll interview every coach uh, for a, a spot on our prep rally uh, show videos. Mm -hmm. So we'll have that going on down there. That will be on that Tuesday and then we come back on Thursday and we have the Northwest Arkansas Media Day which the folks over at Arvest Ballpark have been gracious to let us use their facility. So we'll have the schools Bentonville, Lincoln, Farmington, Fayetteville, Rogers, all of those schools will come in that day and do the same thing again which will take a lot of photos. Um, and do interviews with all those coaches. So it'll be it'll be fun times. Of course, the reason why we do that is all of that content and all those interviews and all those photos um, are used throughout the season. But a large number of them go in our football preseason uh, publication that we do, the Prep Rally Football section, that will come out the Sunday before the first football games. That you know that. I believe it's the week of August the 25th. I think that's right. That's right. And we'll talk more about that as we get a little closer Absolutely. to it. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, Chip, thanks a lot for telling us about the all-area packages that are coming up this week. My guest again today was Chip Souza, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette sports editor. Uh, be sure to look for those uh, prep high school all-area teams in our publication coming up this week. Now here's a look at the other great stories we've got coming your way on this holiday weekend at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. A recent lawsuit challenges the practice of subjecting indigent criminal defendants in Benton County to court appearances before, before a lawyer is appointed to represent them. Ron Wood will take a closer look. Stacy Ryburn will update us on the work on Fayetteville's Zion Road, which has been closed much longer than expected, but may be about to open. Renovations to Bentonville's Phillips Park are underway. Mike Jones has the details. 
The Artemis Project, a Sebastian County nonprofit that rescues and rehabilitates homeless animals, is dealing with some overcrowding. Thomas Sicente will tell us about the problem, possible solutions, and what other local resources there are for stray animals in the area. Van Buren may be the next Arkansas city to create an outdoor entertainment district where alcohol can be consumed in public. Check out our story this weekend. Monica Brick will tell us about flooding issues experienced at the new Peak Innovation Center in Fort Smith. All of this content and much, much more will be available to our subscribers at nwaonline.com or on our smartphone and tablet apps. If you're not a subscriber, you don't have to miss out. All you have to do is go to our website, click on the subscribe button and sign up. Or you can call us at 479-684-5509. Again, that number is 479-684-5509. If you enjoy the Know the News podcast, we'll be back with another edition next Friday. And you can always be aware when the, when the new episode drops by subscribing on your device, and you can do that by clicking right now. Until next Friday, my name is Rusty Turner, and this has been the Know the News Podcast.